Hello, everyone. It's me again, Peter Harris with Commercial Property Advisors, author of the book, Commercial Real Estate Investing for Dummies, and coach and mentor to many commercialist investors all across America. The title and subject of today's podcast is How to Buy Your First Multifamily Small Apartment Building. Let's get started. Contrary to what uh, some real estate gurus say, you don't have to buy multifamily properties of 100 units or more to make a big profit. Don't get caught up in the bigger is better mentality and miss out on some of the most profitable investments right in your own backyard. Now, we're going to define small multifamily apartment properties as those having between 5 and 20 units. Here's what you're going to discover in this brief podcast. Five things. Number one, personal benefits of first going small and how it can fit your situation. Number two, investment benefits in small five to five to 20 unit small apartment um, investments. Number three, I'm going to show you how to create your own deal flow for these small multifamily apartments. Number four, uh, something critical, why we start out at a fiveplex and not a fourplex. Okay. Very important, very insightful there. And number five, how to finance your first deal. All right. So let's get started. I'm going to start off with uh, the personal benefits of small multifamily apartment investing. And uh, I have five benefits actually. Number one is you can probably wrap your mind around owning an eight unit more so than you can wrap your mind around a 100 unit apartment building, right? So that's the first personal benefit. Number two is they take less equity to purchase because we're dealing with smaller sales prices. They don't require millions of dollars in, in down payments to purchase. Number three, uh, when uh, doing small multifamily apartments, creative financing is 10 times easier with small apartment owners. If you are lacking the entire down payment, these types of owners are most likely to, most likely to be creative with you. And there's no Dodd-Frank uh, restrictions, if you know what that is. Uh, so there's no Dodd-Frank restrictions either if non-owner occupied. All right, number four, if you do have to bring in a partner or uh, or two to help you purchase, um, if you don't have the down payment or credit, then most times a single qualified investor is all you need, all right? Because the down payment is so small, you don't need uh, three or four or 17 investors. You probably just need one. All right, number five is, a small property equals small mistakes, okay? All right, um, these are the personal benefits to start with small apartments. Next is, let's go into what the investment benefits are, all right? Number one, I have, uh, oh, I have uh, five um, investment benefits um, as well. So number one is, smaller properties usually have less competition than larger properties, so when acquiring smaller properties, you are usually competing against individual investors instead of large companies, institutional investors, or large investment groups such as REITs and hedge funds. Plus, there are a lot more smaller apartment buildings in your market than large ones. All right, that's huge. All right, number two, the second benefit, they are often managed by less sophisticated investors who are scared to raise rents fearing that their tenants will move out. So this provides more opportunities for you 
the hands-on owner to achieve management improvements and create value. All right, the third benefit is you don't have to go to uh, a large ownership group for approval when you're making offers and also if you're doing something something creative, all right? You'll be dealing face-to-face with a person just like yourself. This is huge uh, if you're a beginner, all right? Number four, when you get down to it, you can find properties with higher cash and cash returns and higher internal rate of returns on your investment dollars, all right? And number five, the fifth benefit, if you wholesale it, there's a lot more people that will move on it, okay? All right, so next, let's move on to um, uh, how to create your own deal flow for small multifamily apartments. I have basically uh, two ways, all right? Two primary ways to create deals flow. All right, here's the goal. The, but the, the overall goal is to get off-market pocket listings. That's the goal, all right? Now, here are two ways. Number one is uh, work with real estate agents to get off-market deals. That's possible. We do it every day in our company. Number two, to do a very precise direct mail marketing. Not just any old direct marketing, but it has to be very precise, all right. So number one, let me go number one first is um, work with real estate agents to get off market deals. You want the off market deals. The ones that are listed um, have been shopped around already and and uh, they're, they're unwanted. We want to get off market deals, deals that are not on the market. They're pocket listings. Those are the best ones. All right. Now, let's discuss uh, working with real estate agents. First of all, uh, what are you looking for in deals? All right. This is when working real estate agents, you are looking. Here's the answer. You're looking for five to 20 unit apartment buildings with some type of add value to it, such as um, below market rents, slight rehab, needs new property management or low occupancy. Here's what you don't want. We don't want any properties in any war zones or completely vacant properties. As a beginner, don't do it. You're at, it's too much risk and you're asking for trouble. Okay. Stay out of war zone areas, gang areas, or and vacant, 100% vacant properties. No matter how good the deal is, stay out of those two areas. All right. So, um, so when working with agents, the next thing I want you to do is to go to a website called loopnet.com. L-O-O-P-N-E-T.com. Loopnet.com. And search for multifamily apartment buildings between 5 and 20 units. All right. Next, what I want you to do is call the agent on a listing. Now, here's something that you're really going to have to understand. You're not really after the actual property listed. That property that's listed is probably overpriced, maybe not in not or, or just not desirable for some reason. All right. So properties listed on LoopNet have been picked over and passed on by the agents, A-plus clients. If they don't want it, it ends up on the website, all right? So what you're after is, guess what? The relationship. That's right. You hear me preach this in my other in my other podcasts and videos that commercial real estate and um, is a relationship-based business. The best deals come from key relationships that you develop and nurture, okay? Got it? Relationships, relationships, relationships. So here's how I want you to start the relationship with the agent on the phone. I'm going to give you a great example, okay? So let's say the phone rings. So here it goes. Hi, Jim. My name is Peter Harris. I'm a local investor. Did I catch you at a good time? And he says, yes. You go, great. 
I'm looking to invest in five to 20 unit apartment buildings. I'd like to have some type of add value, uh, such as below market rents. I'm okay with slight rehabs. Maybe their property needs new property management or has low occupancy. Please, um, Jim, no war zones and no vacant properties. Do you ever run across properties like that? Okay, so that's that's all you have to say. So next, I want you to finish up the call by thanking um, Jim and exchanging contact info. All right. What you do next is crucial. All right. I want you to send a follow-up email. Very important. All right. Okay. And all this, here's the goal. Here's your desired outcome for this new relationship. You want the agent to send his off-market deals, deals that never make it to the general public. You want them to send them to you. Well, those are the best deals. Here's what, here's what I want to happen. When he gets his new listing, um, you want, I want him to call you before he calls anyone else or puts it on loop or any, or even on his website. All right. You want to be his A plus client. That only happens if you get to know him. Okay. Send thank you cards, send um, emails, follow up, be pleasant. Agents want to work with people they enjoy working with. Be one of them. Okay. The second way to create your deal flow is by going directly to the apartment owners. Okay. Direct. So why do we go direct? To get the best deals. All right. So you increase your chances of completing a deal 10 times. That's 10 times if you have direct access to the seller rather than having a real estate agent involved. Okay. That's 10 times. I'm going to share with you three unique advantages of doing this. Number one, there will be no real estate agent to muddle up the transaction. You know what I mean? By not having a real estate agent involved, the seller can save thousands of dollars by not having to pay sales commission. All right. So that cost saving comes to you. Win-win. So you benefit by paying a lower sales price due to lack of sales commission. And believe it or not, sales commission can typically run, you know, 6% of the sales price. That's huge. It's a huge savings for both of you. All right. The second uh, advantage is, is that a deal that comes directly from the property owner is perceived to be of greater value than one coming from a real estate agent. All right. It is. All right. So if you're looking to wholesale it or even get a loan on it or have investors attracted to it, if you tell them that it comes directly from the seller and it's, uh, uh, uh you know, not, um, no agent involved, it is perceived to be of greater value. All right. Here's a third advantage. All right. It's hands down much easier to wholesale a property this way. All right. By going direct to the, to the, uh, to the owner. All right. So if you're into wholesaling, it is much easier to, to wholesale a property if it's, uh, if you found it by going direct and there's no agent involved. All right. All right. Next is, um, oh, I want to continue on, um, with, uh, you know, when going direct to the, to the, uh, property owner. Um, so basically what you're doing is you're going to be doing a direct mailing campaign. All right. So I'm going to share with you th- uh, real quick three things to have a successful uh, direct mail campaign. All right. Um, now, um, so basically the direct mail campaign is we're going to be mailing uh, letters uh, to the to the sellers and have them call us. Right. So number one is I want you to target specific property owners and not everybody under the sun. So at our company, Commercial Property Advisors, we teach our students to go after absentee owners or out-of-state owners. They are not only absent physically, but also mentally. 
Very important. They are not attached to the deals. And if they are experiencing difficulties, they just want out. All right. And guess what? You are the solution. All right. Okay. The, um, the third key is to re- is to use a reliable and fresh list of property owners. All right. So, um, here at, at, at commercial property advisors, our students have access to the nation's largest aggregator of real estate ownership data. All right. And number three, remember that this is a campaign. Okay. Not a one time mailing. Research has proven it over and over again that it takes three to seven time, three to three to seven mailings or touches to get a response from an individual owner. Okay. Three to seven mailings or touches. All right. Okay. Now let's move on. All right. So next thing I want to talk about is why we start out at a fiveplex. Okay. A five unit and not a fourplex or a four unit. Okay. Now, as I mentioned earlier, I'm defining small multifamily apartments to be in the five to 20 unit range. So why am I starting out at five units and not two or three or four units? Well, there's a, there's good reason and it's lucrative. When you buy a fourplex, you fix it up, you raise the rents and you sell it. Your value is constrained by what the market's comparable sales are. For example, if the apartment sale in a neighborhood was $50,000 per unit and apartment was directly comparable to yours, then that's what it would appraise for, $50,000 per unit. Okay? So for four units, that's $200,000. Follow me so far? Okay. Now, an apartment building with five or more units is considered commercial. All right? Four units is considered residential. Five and more is considered commercial. Okay, and commercial property values are largely dependent on two things. Number one is the market's comparable sales, okay, just like residential, but also it's a net operating income or the NOI. All right. So, uh, in a nutshell, the definition of NOI is rental income minus expenses. All right. Now, as the NOI goes up, the property value goes up. That's not the case in a fourplex. All right. So again, as the NOI and your five unit or, or uh, greater apartment building goes up, the property value goes up too. All right. Now, so that's really, really important. All right. So that's a key reason uh, to start at a fiveplex and not a fourplex when we're um, buying um, small apartment buildings. All right. So there's an extra uh, value generator there. That's huge. That's huge. You know, imagine, um, if you would just, um, have a $50 increase on a 12 unit property over two years and it's an eight cap. I mean, I mean, we're going to just by increasing your rents $50 on your, on your 12 unit, you can be able to increase your property value by hundreds of thousands of dollars. All right. Now, in, in, um, comparison, if you increase your rents on your fourplex by $50, the values don't go up, all right? So again, the value in a fourplex is only based upon, um, appraised upon like 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 a single family home, where a fiveplex is um, based upon that, but also on the NOI. Okay, hope you got that. Number, um, well, let's move on, all right? So I'm gonna share with you um, how to finance your first deal. And I have four different ways to share with you. Number one, Okay, number one on financing your first deal is with conventional financing, going to your local bank or loan broker. So local banks will require a typical 20 to 25% down payment, and then they will finance the remaining 75%. Okay, 
So this is cookie cutter, cookie cutter stuff like buying a home. No difference there. But here's the difference. I prefer working with loan brokers, not just individual banks. So basically, loan brokers would take your application, your loan app, and your deal, and they will shop it around to 10 to 40, 10 to 40 other lenders trying to find the right fit for you. All right. You may have some credit problems. You may have some situations personally going on and not all banks are created equal. All right. Now, the thing about loan brokers is they work strictly on commission. So they either find you a loan or they make no money. Okay. Whereas if you go to a bank, they're on salary. It doesn't matter if they find you a loan or not. They still get paid at the end of the month. All right. And because of that, loan brokers are much more creative if needed. All right. Recently, one of our uh, one of our students found a great apartment bill, a uh, great apartment deal, but only had ten percent down payment instead of the twenty five percent. All right. So the loan broker worked hard and found a lender that will take a ten percent down payment, and for the other fifteen percent, they use his other rental property as collateral. All right. I guarantee you, a person at a bank will not have worked that hard. All right. But a loan broker did, and the deal got closed. All right, here's a second way to finance your first deal, and that's with creative financing, all right? So I'm going to discuss with you uh, basically four ways um, to uh, make a deal work with creative financing if you have very little money uh, but a whole lot of heart. Uh, maybe your credit is damaged or the property's condition is, is not good and is stopping you from getting a loan, all right? Now, let me remind you of two advantages uh, we have by focusing on small apartments. One it's easier to do creative financing just because we're dealing with small dollar amounts. And two, the smaller apartment owners aren't as sophisticated as large apartment owners, so they're easy to deal with. All right? Here's the first way. All right? First way is the owner becomes the bank for you. This is called seller financing. He actually holds the mortgage for you after you give him a down payment. It's a great way to finance under the right circumstances. All right, so that's the first way. Second way is the owner carries a small second mortgage for you. This is called seller carry. Uh, basically, out of the 25% down payment requirement, you give the bank, <coughs> excuse me, you give the bank 15% down payment and the owner carries the other 10%, thereby satisfying the 25% down payment requirement. So many banks would do this, but not all of them. All right, so it's a great way to leverage whatever money you have to invest. The third way is one of my favorites. It's called the master lease agreement, all right? And in fact, I have a YouTube video dedicated to this technique and also a podcast dedicated to this technique, one of my favorite ways to buy um, commercial real estate. So um, the reason why it's one of my favorites to teach is because if a person doesn't have uh, credibility or lots of cash or even bad credit, or can't go to a bank, uh, no experience, you can use a master lease on virtually any type of commercial real estate. All right, so check it out when you have a moment. So basically, a uh, master lease is identical to the lease with an option to buy principal, you know, like in a single family home, but in commercial real estate, we call it a master lease. Okay, so again, you need no credit, no banks, no experience. So that's one of my favorite ways. So check it out when you have a chance. Here's the fourth way to finance your deal. And that's what wholesaling. I know it's not financing, but hear me out. So wholesaling real estate provides an opportunity for someone to generate to, to generate income with little capital, no credit, and virtually no experience. 
basically you will put the property under contract and then assign the contract to another buyer for a fee who will then complete the transaction. All right. And the best part, wholesaling does not require a real estate or broker's license or even a college degree. All right. So I want to end this video training with this question that I get a lot of. Peter, what does it take to be successful in this business? All right. Uh, here's what's required of you. Um, number one is persistence. Number two is ambition. And number three, specialized knowledge. All right. So they're all connected. Ambition, persistence, and specialized knowledge. They're all, they're all connected. The more ambition you have, the more money you will make. The more persistent you are, the longer you will prosper in the business. And the more specialized knowledge you attain, the larger your deals will become. All right. I'm a big fan of, um, Richard Branson. He's kind of the, the king of entrepreneurs. So he's actually been knighted. So his name is now Sir Richard Branson. And he's kind of a business hero of mine. Here's what he says. Brave people don't live forever, right? But cautious people don't live at all. So be brave. All right. Um, you can get uh, access to more great resources like this at commercialpropertyadvisors.com. Or you can subscribe to this YouTube, um, to this uh, podcast and um, listen to more of my podcasts. All right. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast on how to buy your first multifamily small apartment building. I'll see you at the next recording.